You are listening to the Special Needs Mom Podcast. This is Kara, your host, and I am so glad you're here. Before we get into this episode, I want you to know that Pathway to Peace, which is a group coaching program, is currently available to join. This program is built on three main pillars. First, coaching. It's the real powerhouse. It's what I do. It's what I love. Second, community. And if you've been around for a little bit more than a minute, you know how I feel about community and the power that it has to heal and change your life. And lastly, I have a library of content filled with resources, with modules, with lessons. We go way deeper than I can go in on the podcast. And these are available to you in a way that you can consume them in your busy life. This program would be a good fit for you if you've stabilized past the point of initial diagnosis and find yourself spending a little bit more than you'd like to in overwhelm. And you can't imagine how, given all the things in your life, you can have any sort of peace ever again. Through the program, you will gain the gift of acceptance. You will do the work to recover your spark. You'll leave the program with the tools and the confidence that you have what you need to have joy and peace part of your life once again. So it's time to change it up. I know you've been saying yes to everybody, especially serving with all your heart and everything you have to your child. Now it's time to say yes to you. Find the link in the show notes to get more information and for next steps. Hi, I'm Kara, life coach, wife, and mom to four incredible and unique children. It wasn't all that long ago that my son received a diagnosis that had my world come crashing down. I lacked the ability to see past the circumstances, which felt impossible, and the dreams I once had for my life and family felt destroyed. Fast forward past many years of surviving and not at all thriving, And you'll see a mom who trusts that she can handle anything that comes her way and has access to the power and confidence that once felt so lacking. I created the Special Needs Mom podcast to create connection and community with moms who find themselves feeling trapped and with no one who really understands. My intention is to spark the flare of possibility in your own life and rekindle your ability to dream. This isn't a podcast about your special needs child. This is a podcast about you. If you are a mom who feels anxious, alone, or stuck, then you are in the right place. Welcome. Hello and welcome to the Special Needs Mom Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, every time I press record, I just feel like I get to hang out with you guys, and I like that. So here we are together. Let's talk a little bit about back to school. You know what? It has two sides. Uh, The side that I'm loving most is my kids are back on a rhythm, a schedule. They are well taken care of for the majority of the hours through the day. And I like that. And yes, it also is asking us to re-engage in some of the challenging situations we have at school, like managing IEPs and making sure our children get what they need. So I'm experiencing both. And my guess is that you are too. And over here at my household, we... I don't know how I did this, but actually a while ago, we decided to take on several different house projects for the reason that 
I learned through actually a retreat, a We Are Brave Together retreat, I really became aware of how much stress my house actually was giving me, specifically because my house was a very unbeautiful place to be. I'd never taken the time to do all the projects that we needed to do. And so we had been thinking about it. And this was just kind of like, okay, like we have to do this. So the mission was create a house that we feel is beautiful. And that feels like it's a home that kind of gives us energy. And so that is our mission. Somehow, I also aligned that timing wise with back to school. Obviously not ideal. But I don't know if there's really an ideal time to do anything like this. So I'm very glad that we're doing it. And I will even be more glad when it's done. So if you follow me on Instagram, I've shared just a few pictures, but I don't know how much interest I'm, I'm not one of those people. I love watching people's home renovation projects. I think it's fun. But I don't know that that is my best ability to share with you. You know, I think I have other things that will be more valuable for you. So I'll share a little bit, but uh, maybe not everything. Unless you want to see it, you let me know. Before we get into today's episode, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about the group coaching program that I'm offering. Now, you might be thinking, wow, Kara, you're talking a lot about this all of a sudden. Good. I hope you're having that experience. I hope that you feel like I'm talking about it a lot because I keep thinking of all these different places that I haven't talked about it that I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I haven't told them and them. And yes, I'm telling you again, if you are a regular listener, And the reason for that is sometimes we need little nudges here and there. As moms, we have so many reasons not to do things for ourselves. We have so many directions that we're pulled. And that is why I want to really push you and nudge you to consider, like, what would it really be like for you to join a community of other moms, just like yourself, who are struggling with the very same things that you are struggling with, and to link arms with them? to commit together to the step of growth and engaging in ultimately your recovery and reinvention. And there's really three components of the program. There's this community component, which is like putting everything on steroids. There's coaching, which is where we get to create awareness and really have tangible ways of making these shifts. And then of course, there's the content. This is where I go deeper into teaching and really give you those tools. Tools are very helpful. When we have the confidence that we have what we need to do this life, it just feels good, I gotta say. So we're launching September 13th. Our first coaching session is September 13th. So I really want you to get on this horse. I don't want you to wait. If you are listening to this after September 13th, 2023, you do not worry, you reach out. I will very likely have a great option for you. So don't use that as a, oh, I missed it. (laughs) Use that as a, hey, now is the time. All right, so to reach out, I'm gonna give you two ways. One, reach out to me on Instagram. If we're connected there, that is always really easy. Perhaps when you see me, you know, maybe showing a house project or maybe just showing part of my slay life, you can say, oh yeah, I wanted to ask her about this thing. So reach out to me there. And, or you can reach out using uh, the links that I provide on the show notes to this episode. And you'll, you know, click on the links and you'll see several different options in terms of what to click on. You read it. You decide what the right one is, you know, and I'll meet you over there on the other side. Okay, let's get into this episode. And I'm really excited about this episode. I thought about this a couple weeks ago, and it really is very simple. I want to keep it very, very simple because I want to almost like 
focus our brains to thinking about one thing at a time. And this one is about rest. Now stick with me. Stick with me. I know. And the reason we're talking about this is actually it was inspired from a comment inside the group of one of my group coaching programs of Pathway to Peace. And this particular person had listened to a coaching call. She had, I think, missed the one. So she listened to the recording. She came back and she posted and she said, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I don't know if I know how to rest and relax. And when I read her comment, I'm like, yeah, agree. And I think most of us are a little baffled. (laughs) What, like, what does this thing rest actually look like? So we're going to talk about that today. Stick with me. Because if you're like, ugh, whatever, Kara, <laughs> like, nah, I don't want anything to do with that. I already know I can't do that. Let's talk about something else. I want you to have your ears perked up extra special because good news is there's a lot of options that we have. I want to start out by kind of looking at what is rest? What is this thing we're talking about? And we're going to start by looking at kind of what our default picture is. So what do you think of? I want you to get an image in your mind. What do you think of when you think of rest? What is your picture? If I had told you you had to go rest and relax, what's the image that you would picture yourself as like the thing you're supposed to do for rest? I think it's kind of funny because my go-to picture, if I think about what I used to think of rest, I would think of somebody sitting on a couch, like leisurely thumbing through a magazine. And what's funny about this picture is I don't like magazines. (laughs) I don't enjoy doing that. And so you can kind of see where I'm going with this, nor do I like just sitting on the couch. It's just not what feels good to me. I also picture this image of the Bennett girls in the Pride and Prejudice movie. So it's like one of my favorite movies. I watched it a million times. I think it's from like, I don't know, like 2011-ish. I don't know. It's old, right? It's not a new movie anymore, but I love it. And so there's this picture that I have of the Bennett sisters sitting on couches, they're reading, they're crafting, like they're basically just passing time. And so it's like a room full of couches and and all that kind of stuff. I picture that as rest. Now, my life looks nothing like it did back in those days. And so rest is going to look very, very different. The reason our default view of rest is so important is because if you're thinking about rest, through this lens of the default image that we have, it's very likely that you're going to automatically and probably subconsciously be opposed to rest. Like I'm saying, I don't even like sitting on the couch and I don't really like magazines. So naturally, I'm not going to probably do that thing. Or if I try to do it, I'm going to be like, I really don't like that. It didn't work and I'm not doing it again. Also, if this thing that you think is rest is so far from what fits into your life and actually restores you, Again, it's very, very predictable that you'll never do it. And more importantly, you're going to have a lot of evidence in your mind for why it's not worth it, it's impossible, and even unattainable. It's very likely that because of your default view of rest and what it is and how you're supposed to do it is creating the result of you not resting and not feeling rested, right? So let's start by looking at what rest actually is. And then let's look at a little bit at how are we going to go do that. Let's start with rest defined as actually the verb that I looked up 
And it was so great because like in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, like we need to actually figure out what this is. When I read the definitions, I'm like, perfect, because this is so helpful to reprogram what rest is. Rest as a verb is cease to work or movement in order to relax, refresh oneself or recover strength. Rest as a noun is an instance or period of relaxing or ceasing to engage in strenuous or stressful activity. So the purpose of rest, let's build a little picture in our brain. The purpose of rest, the intention of rest is restoration, refreshment, and recovery. I'm using the definitions to kind of pull out and create this purpose. So the new filter I want you to use as you think about rest are three questions. What would restore me? What would refresh me? And what would help me recover? I'm sure you're going to see that this means it's going to be so subjective. It's going to look so different depending on what you are resting from, what you're recovering from. If you're recovering from perhaps, let's say, being at the hospital, rest for you. Now, remember, it's ceasing to engage in stressful or strenuous activity. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think being at the hospital is super stressful and strenuous. So resting for you could look like restoring order to your home, putting all the stuff away, resettling. That could be rest from the hospital life. And so you see that it's so different than the whole picture of sitting on the couch doing nothing. So here I am. I'm giving you permission that you can do things that may look like work to rest, but I want you to bring some intention to it. Okay, let's look at another example. Being at your home caregiving is very likely something that you spend time doing. And so rest from caregiving is going to look nothing like rest from the hospital. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that doing things like restoring order, putting stuff away and like resettling your home is not going to have you feel rested as a caregiver. Like it's going to do the opposite. It's just more of the same, right? So consider that again, It's so subjective and very, very personal because what is restorative to me may not be restorative to you. I used the example of flipping through a magazine earlier. Some people love that and that's great. I'm just not one of those people. You might be one of those people. You might be like, oh my gosh, I love looking at all the new styles and the things (laughs) in magazines. (laughs) You can tell how much I don't like doing that. And that might be something that engages your mind in a completely different way and just feels so restorative to you. It kind of ignites you in a whole different avenue than your caregiving life does. So that's why this is all so very personal. And that's why we have to really answer those questions for ourselves. I'm going to repeat them again. What would restore me? What would refresh me? What would help me recover? And then I want to share something else that some clients have shared, multiple clients, And there's this resistance to rest. Reason is because they have, we have these very long to-do lists. We have these responsibilities, these commitments that we have. And by taking a break from those lists, the thought in the brain is my to-do list is only going to get bigger while I take a break. So therefore, you can imagine there's a high resistance to resting because it almost assumes that it's going to make their life harder. Because again, this buildup of to-do list, it's going to require some intention 
to allow yourself to practice the discomfort of trusting. Actually, if you have effective rest, the possibility of having it make your life easier exists. And what I mean by effective rest is that the rest or the recovery that you have engaged in allows you to go back in with renewed energy. And then that actually allows you to be more effective at doing the thing. We see this easily in other examples. So let's look at like the workout example. If we go work out and then rest and then go work out again, if we are rested, when we work out again, we're going to go faster. We're going to be able to lift heavier. And so the rest is actually the thing that makes us more effective. It's not the opposite, which is kind of what our brains try to fool us with. Or let's use another example. Let's just say you have a nine to five job or, you know, you can think back when you did have a nine to five job and then you had the weekend, you took a rest because everybody knows this is not new information that if you had worked seven days a week without ceasing, you would not be as effective as you would be if you took a rest. And so let's turn that back to caregiving, right? For many of us, this is a seven day a week job. We don't have the setup of a weekend or We can't necessarily take the day off as we would for a workout. So we are going to have to engage in a conversation with ourselves of what it looks like to get effective rest in our life. And that's why this limiting belief that our to-do list will just pile up if we take a break from it is one that we need to exploit and disrupt. Let's take a look at what rest may look like for you as a special needs mom. So let's use the experience of being a caregiver for your child and all the things that that demands of you doing. I think one of the things about caregiving is there's a level of vigilance that it requires that always running in our minds are all the things that you need to do to keep your child safe. And that if you don't do them, your child's well-being is at risk. So you can see there's a high level of vigilance that this is asking for you. So I think it's a high level of stress. And in this scenario, what I think of, and this, again, it's individual, but what I think of is being in a situation where I can let down the vigilance. For me, that looks like having somebody else take that on to a degree that I have a confidence that my child is still 100% safe. So it could be my husband, it could be a whole different scenario, depends on the situation, but that allows me to let down that responsibility, let go of that responsibility. I know that when my husband and I go away and it's like, I don't have to put all my kids to bed, I just get to take a break from all that. It's just amazing. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like a college student again. It's amazing. Or even like there's something simple about not often, but every once in a while, my children and or Levi won't be at the house for the evening. Let's just say they're spending the night at the grandparents' house. And there's like these little moments where I'm like, oh, I don't have to do all the meds tonight. I don't have to do all this. And like small things, but they add up as we all know. And just having a break from that is awesome. It restores me and it gives me what I need so that I can go back in feeling rested Another example I thought of is the stressor of life management, like dinner. So rest could look like going out to dinner or having dinner delivered or 
asking your partner to cook dinner if you're the primary cooker. So it can look a lot of different ways, but the idea is that you are ceasing from the activity or the responsibility that is depleting. It takes energy from you, obviously. And we're going to start wrapping up here, but I thought I would just give a little personal snapshot of what this looks like in my life. Again, it's going to look entirely different in everybody's life, but I know that I used to be so, so bad at doing anything that didn't feel productive in quotes while my kids were either at daycare or I had childcare for them or they're at school. Like in my mind, there was only one right thing to do and that was work. I've come a long way, but there's still sometimes resistance like that. There's still lingering like, oh, are you really sure you should do this right now? I'm sure there's something, you know, more important you could do. And the shift here is actually believing that rest is as important or more important than work or the other responsibilities that you would be having in contrast of that. And so this week, I look back, I'm like, wow, I'm really proud of myself because I seem to be getting this lesson. And like I said, I don't always get it. But on Tuesday, so what's kind of cool is though, over the summer, I block out Tuesdays and Fridays for my kids. And I try just to do kid and mom things, summer-ish type things on those days. And so as my kids have gone back to school and I haven't kind of filled those days in with work commitments, I have them free. So I, I have more availability on those days than others. Actually, it was Monday night. Super stressful. I mentioned all of the work projects, right? So on Monday, our house was in complete disarray. The kitchen was all blocked off. Like I was very stressed out. And I went to bed thinking, oh, what if I went to the beach all by myself on Tuesday? Like I actually had some work I had to get done. I had a writing deadline. But I was like, I think that I can do some intense writing and treat myself to go to the beach. And so I did. And it was awesome. I don't know if I've ever done anything like that in my parenting years. Also, on Friday, I kind of do try to have a regular routine of like Friday's my day that I really kind of re recover from the week before I go into the weekend with my kids. And so I did have a conversation with a, a new member of Pathway to Peace, which is so fun for me. It doesn't feel like work. But I had tennis on the books. And I also met a friend for coffee. And here's what I want you to notice is that tennis is work. I was like sweating, not like I was sitting there on the couch. But for me, I leave tennis and I feel so alive. I feel so refreshed. My arm did hurt a little bit. <laughs> I was a little bit sore. But to me, I'm like, that was so restorative for me. And I could definitely notice a difference. When I picked my kids up on Friday, instead of being like, oh my gosh, crash landing to the end of the week, I barely made it. I noticed, wow, I was like way more patient with my daughter after school. And there were some behavioral issues that came up at school. And I feel like rather than feeling kind of at my end, I feel like I was able to have grace. And I feel like I was able to show up in a way that felt good for me. And I'm guessing if you interviewed my kids, they would prefer. So that felt good. And I do think it's because I rested. So I hope I'm transparent enough that you get that I don't always get this right, but I am learning. And I think it's helpful to really kind of take this snapshot and be like, wow, that worked. That's helpful for me. So as we wrap up, I want to 
review the purpose of rest. The purpose of rest and what you're going for when you think, okay, I'm going to rest. So again, this is the filter I want you to use. You can even write these questions on a post-it note. What would restore me? What would refresh me? What would help me recover? Now, some of you are going to have answers that you don't yet have the support to do. For instance, what would restore me? You might be like, I need a break for my child. Yet, you don't have that person or that system or that structure yet. And that's fine. One, my guess is you can get little micro restoration. So don't, it's like, this is not an all or nothing game here. But also, you can answer the question, well, what would I need to do? What would I need to create so that I can have that rest? So maybe it's training your husband to do meds. Maybe it's training um, your friend. I don't know what that is, right? There's going to be, again, different for everybody. But I want you to consider engaging in those questions to pursue rest. And if you are somebody that you would identify with what my client shared is like, I don't even know if I know what rest is. I want you to choose one area. Just choose one area. What's the one thing, one area that you feel the most depleted in? Like, what do you need rest from? And the clue here to figure out what this might be is like, where do you notice yourself snapping or shutting down or avoiding? Okay, so that's going to give you a clue to the area. And my guess is that a lot of you need rest in your emotional regulation. You need a way to allow your nervous system to rest and recover. And I will mention, this is a major component of Pathway to Peace. So if you're like, I don't know how to do that, then I want you to know I can teach you that. And you can do it together with all the moms in Pathway to Peace. All right, I think that's a good place to wrap up. And remember, choose one area, ask yourself those three questions, and no longer will you and rest be mysterious to each other. I want you guys to be besties. All right, we'll see you in the next episode. One more thing before we officially, officially wrap up this show. Sometimes when I'm listening to podcasts, I have the experience of wanting more. I'm listening at the very end thinking, I sure wish that episode didn't end. I invite you, if you feel in any way the same way, I invite you to the Special Needs Mom podcast community, which is a free group that I host on Facebook, where we as a community of fellow moms who listen to this podcast and are experiencing life in similar shoes, get to talk to one another, get to share stories, get to actually interact. I hope you'll consider joining. See you over there.